Good morning. I'm Pastor Gillespie from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church and School, Sherman Center, Random Lake, Wisconsin. Good to have you with us here today for our Congregation of Prayer, a guide for daily meditation and prayer around God's Word. It's Thursday, uh, January 20th, 2022. And today we continue our catechesis um, through the history of Israel although and Judah, although we're going to skip to Second Chronicles, kind of fill in some gap. We'll do the same um, next week, Monday. We'll jump over to Isaiah the prophet as he records some historic event there as well and try to fill in the pieces that are not as um, full, fully recorded in Second Kings. All right, And that's with uh, the, the image, which you saw at the beginning, of King Uzziah. You see him there? That's King Uzziah. And we'll talk more about him in a minute. All right, let's begin. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Yes, amen. Our memory verse, you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus, for as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. Galatians 3, verses 26 through 27. Our psalm is Psalm 142. With my voice, I cry out to the Lord. With my voice, I plead for mercy to the Lord. I pour out my complaint before him. I tell my trouble before him. When my spirit faints within me, you know my way. In the path where I walk, they have hidden a trap for me. Look to the right and see there is none who takes notice of me. No refuge remains to me. No one cares for my soul. I cry to you, O Lord, I say, you are my refuge, my portion in the land of the living. Attend to my cry, for I am brought very low. Deliver me from my persecutors, for they are too strong for me. Bring me out of prison, that I may give thanks to your name. The righteous will surround me, for you deal bountifully with me. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Okay. Our first reading today is continuation of St. Paul's letter to Corinth, chapter 15, now beginning in verse 28. Now, when all things are made subject to him, then the Son himself will also be subject to him who put all things under him, that God may be all in all. Otherwise, what will they do who are baptized for the dead if the dead do not rise at all? Why then are they baptized for the dead? And why do we stand in jeopardy every hour? I affirm by the boasting in you, which I have in Christ Jesus our Lord, I die daily. If in the manner of men I have fought with the beasts of, at Ephesus, what advantage is it to me? If the dead do not rise, let us eat and drink, for tomorrow we die. Do not be deceived. Evil company corrupts good habits. Awake to righteousness and do not sin, for some do not have knowledge of God. I speak this to your shame. But someone will say, how are the dead raised up? And with what, with what body do they come? Foolish one, what you sow is not made alive unless it dies. And what you sow, you do not sow that body that shall be, but mere grain, perhaps wheat or some other grain. But God gives it a body as, it, as he pleases, and to each seed its own body. All flesh is not the same flesh, but there is 
one kind of flesh of men, another of flesh of animals, another of fish, and another of birds. There are also celestial bodies and terrestrial bodies, but the glory of the celestial is one, and the glory of the terrestrial is another. There is one glory of the sun, another glory of the moon, and another glory of the stars, for one star differs from another star in glory. So also is the resurrection uh, of the dead. The body is sown in corruption, it is raised in incorruption. It is sown in dishonor, it is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness, it is raised in power. It is sown a natural body, it is raised a spiritual body. There is a natural body and there is a spiritual body. So it is written, the first man, Adam, became a living being. The last Adam became a life-giving spirit. However, the spiritual is not first, but the natural, and afterward the spiritual. The first man was of the earth, made of dust. The second man is the Lord from heaven. As was the man of dust, so also are those who are made of dust. As is the heavenly man, so also are those who are heavenly. And as we have borne the image of man of dust, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly man. Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does corruption inherit incorruption. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible has put on incorruption and this mortal has put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your sting? O Hades, where is your victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. All right. Usually we only hear little bits and pieces of this, not, um, you know, a long chunk like what we heard today. Um, And I think that's helpful, actually, to hear it in a longer section, because you can hear, um, you know, the last section I usually um, read, oh, I don't know, at a visitation or at a committal, at the graveside, sometimes within the funeral itself, right? Oh, death, where's your sting? Oh, Hades, where's your victory? God gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ, right? But that's really the conclusion of a long argument that he's been making, Um, And he's been making it in terms of a comparison of kind, right? Um, And again, this is following after what we heard yesterday and talking about um, if we don't, uh, if the dead are not raised, then we are of most, all people, most pitiable, right? Everything in in the Christian confession is dependent upon Christ being raised from the dead. If that, if Christ did not die, then our faith, uh, then then we are still in our sins. If Christ did not, it was not raised from the dead, then we are uh, without forgiveness, justification, all right? Um, so then he does this whole argument to, to make that, to kind of reemphasize that point, right? What's the advantage if we're not raised from the dead? Well, there isn't any. So we might as well just be an Epicurean and let us eat and drink for tomorrow we die, right? Um, but then he does the comparisons, right? So we're talking about, you know, grain, right? It starts as a grain, but then it becomes, um, you know, whatever kind of thing it is, right? And so um, there's different kinds of flesh, right? There's different kinds of bodies and glories, um, and so it is with the resurrection of the dead, right? If one is corrupt, one cannot receive an, an incorruptible flesh, right? If one is uh, dishonorable, then it can't receive the honor of, of the resurrection. If it's weak, then it cannot receive power, et cetera, et cetera, because they're of different kinds. So what needs to happen now, and this is all really a confession of baptism, what we receive in baptism, is that 
We need to receive the new man. We need to um, receive the incorruptible flesh of Jesus, right? We need um, the power of the Holy Spirit given to us. We need that spiritual body, um, and that's the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit. And having all these things, now we can rest confident knowing that we'll receive the resurrection, that the eternal the eternal man, that we uh, will receive the image of the heavenly man, as he calls it here, right? And it's because we have been changed, right? And that finally that change is made manifest in us in the resurrection of the body on the last day. All right. So uh, it's, I suppose it's a little complicated philosophical argument. Fair enough. Um, but don't, don't think about it too hard, maybe, and, uh, and get the general thrust of it. And then if you want more, go look for the First Corinthians 15 Bible study uh, that we did. I think I did a couple weeks on this chapter, uh, which you can search on our YouTube page for, if you like. Okay. Then our reading for catechesis um, are some selections here from 2 Corinthians 26. Now all the people of Judah took Uzziah, who was 16 years old, and made him king instead of his father Amaziah. He built Eleth and restored it to Judah after the king rested with his fathers. Uzziah was 16 years old when he became king, and he reigned 52 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Jechaliah of Jerusalem, and he did what was right in the sight of the Lord, according to all that his father Amaziah had done. He sought God in the days of Zechariah, who had understanding in the visions of God. As long as he sought the Lord, God made him prosper. All right, skipping ahead, little battle with the Philistines. Then verse 16, but when he was strong, his heart was lifted up to his destruction, for he transgressed against the Lord his God by entering the temple of the Lord to burn incense on the altar of incense. So Azariah the priest went in after him, and with him were eighty priests of the Lord, valiant men. And they withstood King Uzziah and said to him, Is it not for you, Uzziah, to burn incense to the Lord, but for the priests, the sons of Aaron, who are consecrated to burn incense? Get out of the sanctuary, for you have trespassed. You shall have no honor from the Lord God. Then Uzziah became furious, and he had a censer in his hand to burn incense. And while he was angry with the priests, leprosy broke on his forehead, broke out on his forehead, before the priests in the house of the Lord, beside the incense altar. And Azariah, the chief priest, and all the priests looked at him, and there on his forehead he was leprous. So they thrust him out of that place. Indeed, he, he also hurried to get out because the Lord had struck him. King Uzziah was a leper until the day of his death. He dwelt in an isolated house because he was a leper, for he was cut off from the house of the Lord. Then Jotham, his son, was over the king's house, judging the people of the land. Now the rest of the acts of Uzziah, from first to last, the prophet Isaiah, the son of Amos, wrote. So Uzziah rested with his fathers, and they buried him with his fathers in the field of burial which belonged to the kings, for they said, He is a leper. And Jotham, his son, reigned in his place. All right. That reminds me of uh, Robert the Bruce's father, and uh, you know, immortalized in the movie Braveheart, right? Who had a leprosy of sorts, um, and his son kind of reigns in his place as best he can, right? Well, really, the king's the one running the show, just secretly uh, and not visibly. All right. Yeah. So Uzziah, the son of Amaziah, we we skipped a few kings um, of Judah. Um, they're mostly bad, so you don't really need to worry about it. And there's actually not a lot recorded about them. Um, it's a few hundred years worth of kings of Judah. God is being patient, long-suffering with them, even though Israel has already been taken into exile. Right? How old was Uzziah when he became king? It says here 16, right? Told us that twice. And he reigned for, it says there, verse 3, yeah, 52 years. 52 years. Um, interesting. Initial judgment of Uzziah, yeah, that he did what was right in the sight of the Lord according to all that his father Amaziah had done. 
right? So in other words, he listened to God's word um, and he followed it, right? As his sole room for faith and life, maybe even uh, to be a faithful king, right? And why did Uzziah seek God? It's quite clear here. We talked about this back with um, Joash, right? And his priest, Jehoiada, and the instruction he received from Jehoiada. But then he, um, well, same thing that happened here, right? Zechariah, right, is instructing him. Zechariah being a, uh, Uzziah's teacher, also a prophet, right? A seer of visions. And uh, Zechariah, by the way, it means the Lord remembers, right? What is he remembering? The promise to preserve the house of Judah for the sake of the Messiah, right? All right. Ah, but what happens? All right. Like I said, we're going to skip a little bit of the battle scenes, right? Just a few verses to verse 16. It says that his, he was strong. When he was strong, his heart was lifted up. That's another way of saying that he was prideful. Prideful, right? Uh, and of course, there's that famous saying, pride cometh before the fall, right? Pride led to his downfall. Uh, um, thinking of Lord Acton, isn't it? Who says that uh, power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely. Yeah, we see that over and over in the history of the kings. Uh, Uzziah's particular error here in his pride, he goes and supplants the office of the priest, right? The office of Aaron, um, and instead offers um, incense on the altar of incense, right, in the temple, right? He's confronted then by Azariah the priest and other 80 other courageous priests, valiant men, right? That is, that they're brave even in the face of um, uncertain <laughs> result, maybe even death. Uh, what happened as Uzziah raged in anger against the priests? Uh, he had the censer in his hand. As he became angry, yes, leprosy broke out on his forehead, right? And immediately Uzziah, uh, excuse me, Uzziah knows, right, that the Lord had struck him, yeah, afflicted him, right? Because he had rebelled against God's word. Right? And that having leprosy meant that he was excluded from the temple of the Lord. It looks like he had to live in isolation as well, you know, from the rest of the kingdom. All right? We'll learn more, a little bit more about Uzziah um, in, when we look at Isaiah 6 next week. All right, so a little meditation here on Uzziah. Though the Lord remembered Uzziah, Uzziah forgot the word of the Lord given by Zechariah. Uzziah dared to make himself priest rather than being content with those whom God had appointed to offer the sacrifices on his behalf. There is only one son of David who can offer the sacrifice as the king. He is our Lord Jesus Christ. The father remembered his people by sending his dear son to be both priest and king. You can listen to last night's uh, sermon on that topic. Though Uzziah was excluded from the temple, Jesus has gone into the temple bearing the leprosy of our sin that he might restore our bodies in the resurrection. He has sent his spirit to dwell in our bodies that he, we might remember his word of life and continue uh, in it as his disciples. All right. So if you want to know more about Uzziah, go look at, uh, I think, Isaiah 5 and maybe even Isaiah 4. Um, also, you can look at the section I skipped over here, um, Isaiah, or excuse me, Second Chronicles 26, verses 6 through 15. You can hear about a little battle, all right, with the Philistines. Um, it didn't quite get to the point, right, of uh, the history of the kings being really a history of um, political power and uh, wealth, um, leading to idolatry, right? And we see that over and over and over, even in our own day, right? Okay. Confess the sacrament of baptism. How can water do such great things? Certainly not just water, but the word of God in and with the water does these things, along with the faith, which trusts this word of God in the water. For without God's word, the water is plain water and no baptism. But with the word of God, it is a baptism 
that is, a life-giving water, rich in grace and a washing of the new birth in the Holy Spirit. As St. Paul says in Titus chapter 3, He saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us generously through Jesus Christ our Savior, so that, having been justified by his grace, we might become heirs, having the hope of eternal life. This is a trustworthy saying. We pray. Heavenly Father, you teach us that the word of God in and with the water does great things, working forgiveness of sins, rescuing us from death and the devil, and giving us the gift of eternal salvation. Without your word, the water is plain water, no baptism. But with your word, our baptism is life-giving water, rich in grace, and a washing of the new birth in the Holy Spirit. Thank you for this precious teaching. Forgive us all doubt. Grant us firm faith to trust your word in the water, that every blessing of baptism may be ours. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Almighty and everlasting God, who governs all things and in heaven and on earth, mercifully hear our prayers, uh, the prayers of your people, and grant us your peace through all our days. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Let's pray today, Thursday, for the church and her pastors, for missionaries, teachers, deaconesses, and other servants of Christ in his church, for the fruitful and salutary use of the blessed sacrament of the Lord's body and blood. Let us pray to the Lord, Lord of mercy. We pray this day uh, for Michael, who celebrates his birthday, for uh, Jim and Preston, who celebrate their baptism. We pray for the households of our church, especially that of Jason, Brandon, Jerry and Marcella, Martin and Tara, David and Deborah, and Amanda. Pray for those ill, receiving treatment, or recovering, especially Marcella, Bev, Kelsey, Frank, Amanda, Dan, Timothy, and Janice, Colin, Ken, Norm, and Sandy, Kathy, Jim, Jim, and Elaine, and Mike. Pray for our homebound, Willis, Mickey, and Paul. Pray for the missions and mercy work of the church, especially kindred heart families. We ask the Lord for a preservation of his word and the increase of the church. And we pray for those grieving, especially the family and friends of Roy Herms. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Today is a commemoration and that of Sarah, Old Testament uh, matriarch. Sarah was the wife and half-sister of the Hebrew patriarch Abraham, Genesis 11, Genesis 20. In obedience to divine command, Genesis 12, she made the long and arduous journey west along with her husband and his relatives from the Ur of the Chaldees to Haran and then finally to the land of Canaan. She remained childless until old age. Then, in keeping with God's long-standing promise, she gave birth to a son and an heir of the covenant, Genesis 21. She was remembered and honored as the wife of Abraham and the mother of Isaac, the second of the three patriarchs. She is also favorably noted for her hospitality to strangers, Genesis 18. Following her death at the age of 127, she was laid to rest in the cave at Machpelah, Genesis 23, where her husband was later buried. We pray. Lord and Father of all, you looked with favor upon Sarai in her advanced years, putting on her a new name, Sarah, and with it the promise of a multitudinous blessings from her aged womb. Give us a youthful hope in the joy of our own new name, being baptized into the promised Messiah, that we too might be fruitful in your kingdom, abounding in the works of your Spirit. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. 
I thank you, my Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have kept me this night from all harm and danger, and I pray that you would keep me this day also from sin and every evil, that all my doings in life may please you. For into your hands I commend myself, my body and soul, and all things. Let your holy angel be with me, that the evil foe may have no power over me. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. All right, we sing our hymn, The Only Son from Heaven. Shake 
Brent. Good to have you with us here today for our Congregation at Prayer, a guide for daily meditation and prayer around God's Word. Come to you each day at 9 a.m. And uh, yeah, we read through the scriptures and, and talk about it. Um, a little bit more maybe on Uzziah before we depart. Uh, he was the 10th of the uh, kingdom of Judah, Amaziah's son, as we talked about, 52 years. And then the first 24 years, he was co-regent with his father, Amaziah. All right. Um, William Albright dates Uzziah's reign from 583 to 742 BC, to give you a little bit of a context. Um, leprosy we talked about, and Jotham took over um, for the last 10 or so years. All right. Uh, Uzziah is mentioned in the genealogy of Jesus in the Gospel of Matthew. That's right. All right. Uh, let's see. Is there anything else recorded that we don't know? Nope. Just a little bit of what we uh, we read. Um, oh, I was going to say this about um, as far as or, um, what do you call it? Not architecture. Uh, archaeology. Archaeology. Um, in 1931, I forgot to mention this. Um, they found what they called the Uzziah Tablet, um, and uh, it was found in an, in a collection in a Russian Orthodox uh, convent on the Mount of Olives. Um, and so they, they didn't know the provenance of the tablet and it wasn't documented. It wasn't there, but then they read the inscription on the tablet. It's written in Aramaic, very similar to the biblical Aramaic, according to the script dated uh, around three thirty to 70, um, 700 years after the death of Uzziah. Uh, it says, hither we brought the bones of Uzziah, king of Judah, not to be opened. All right. So there's some debate as to whether this tablet really uh, is marking the the tomb of King Uzziah or not. Um, but anyway, that's kind of fun. So, you know, one of those reliquary kind of things. Some chronological questions as to uh, when was going on. And then there's an earthquake during the year of King Uzziah as well. Amos records that, who's a contemporary of Isaiah. So um, you can go look up some more on that if you want in a nice uh, biblical history book if you want. Otherwise, um, there you go. Now you know more as you requested. So uh, that concludes today, and the Lord be with you, bless you, keep you safe, and we'll see you again tomorrow.